Welcome to the Husp. I'm your host, Danny. I'm joined with uh, our two co-hosts for today, uh, Joel. A.K.A. the gas station lunch of podcasters. And Kyle. Hey, guys. Gas station lunch of podcasting? Why? You gotta explain <laughs> that one. Because, like, nobody wants a gas station lunch, but when you're hungry, I mean, it works. You guys have you guys have all subs in Denver? I was like, about to ask him that. In, like, Colorado? No, I don't know what that is. Okay, because in New Mexico, everyone just wants to eat all subs for lunch. And it's, like, <laughs> gas station stuff. Yeah. Is it an actual gas station, or is it, like, a sub sandwich place? Or No, no, it's a gas station. Yeah, it's a gas station. And, like, everyone, like, dies for their burritos. Like, people literally walk around with their, like with hats that have their logo on because that's all they eat mm-hmm. dang i heard there's a place like that in the midwest too it's like other places have gas stations that supposedly have really good food yeah well it's not really good food well yeah <laughs> but people no no, just, no yeah somehow, given... I, I please try to explain it to me kyle because you're you're from new mexico so so let, let me explain it so like basically if you want a good burrito, you're going to go to like an like an actual Mexican restaurant, of course, like if you want a good burrito. But like an also's burrito is like if you want something fast and cheap, like a real burrito, you're going to spend like four dollars for four or five dollars for a good one. And also burrito, you're going to pay two dollars and it'll be ready the moment you get there. So. So, yeah, that, that's basically it. I mean, I like them. I, they're definitely not the best burritos in the world, but they're they're good in a crunch. For like two bucks i mean you gotta take that value into account mm-hmm. yeah yeah like in the east coast 7-eleven is huge so would you consider 7-eleven gas station stuff i think so 7-eleven they'll usually have just like what do they call them like tornadoes or little uh yeah. stuff on the grillers like the little rollers they might have yeah, like some yeah. hot dogs or whatever yeah i like i like those i like those a lot actually we don't have many 7-Elevens around here, though. It's more of an Eastern thing. Yeah, it's a more East Coast thing. I, some- I don't consider it a gas station because, you know, there's 7-Eleven convenience stores that don't have gas. So, I don't know. There's I like of those around here. I went to come and go for lunch. They have, like, a market in there, they call it. But hmm. really, they just have, like, a little place where they cook up, like, burritos and chicken sandwiches and pizzas and stuff you could buy. Is that any good? They have like a hot honey chicken sandwich, which is not like anything to write home about, but it's pretty tasty. I wish it was cheaper though. Like I got two today because if you buy one, it's like three fifty, and then the second one's only three dollars. So it's like six fifty for two sandwiches. Did you guys know that they're serving the McRib right now? Yes. I got I haven't had a McRib I got one a week ago. I don't care. I don't believe in McRibs. Oh man. I like them. It's um, all about the hype, man. True. It's the it fact is, that you can't get it all the time that makes it good. <laughs> it makes me think of that Simpsons episode where the Krusty Krab has their McRib or whatever it's called. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, like so they're gonna go out of business. The the animal that we use to make them is going extinct. Mm-hmm. And he's like, What? Like horses? He's like, No, think smaller, think more legs. <laughs> <laughs> so you said the Simpsons and then Krusty Krab. Yeah, and then Krusty Krab, not oh, Krusty Clown. Krusty Krusty Burger, my bad. <laughs> my bad that's funny no you're I, fine I, I have a joke for the mcrib where i'm comparing it to like a an athlete 
but I wasn't sure like what athlete it applies to. Like, cause I was saying it's all about the hype. And then I was going to say like, you know, people really want it when it's available, but it never shows up maybe like once a year. So I was just trying to f- figure out that joke. So someone think about who that applies to, who is the McRib of uh, the sports world. And then uh, of the sports world, huh? the sports world, I don't know, Tim Tebow. No, <laughs> no, because he's not about like, like Pete, when he shows up, he's good, but he's not always, he doesn't always show up. Is he good though? Like, well, like when he well, plays that, that's football? The whole point. Or... Well, no, that's the point of the joke. He can't be the McRib because he doesn't, he's not good when he shows up. Oh, so you're, you're referencing the McRib is like a positive, like. The McRib is good. Yeah, because it's about the hype, you so, know. So you're talking about like a Nick Folk then? Like, no. like... <laughs> well, we'll we'll get that eventually. Some I'll think about it. I'll Maybe like a boxer, because boxing, like it's just one match or like MMA, because that's like only one match every so often. It's not like as common. That probably would be a more so, apt like comparison. like a Connor Connor McGregor or something, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe. Maybe you have to build up the suspense because it's like not always there. You know, the, the wheels of this podcast are just falling <laughs> off. So so maybe we should just uh, stop there and move on to the next subject. And we have a subject that we really need to move on to because we're we we're going to we're going to need the whole time of this podcast to go through what we're going to discuss today. So before we do that, uh, Kyle, see anything good in sports this week? Uh. Nothing good, but uh, uh, comical. I love how the NFC least continues to impress me and make me laugh. <laughs> like the fact that the game between the the Cowboys and the Eagles actually matters next weekend. That makes me laugh. But uh, uh, no, not really. <laughs> not a whole lot of... Hertz, Hertz is amazing. He is. He is really good. I saw a stat that it said in, in three years with the Eagles... Um, Carson Wentz had zero four touchdown, no four touchdown games. And in two games, Jalen Hurts has had one. So, you know, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I think he's really good. Yeah. A friend Um, of mine, a friend of mine had a two QB fantasy league and he played both Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray, who both did amazing yesterday. So, you know. Yeah, I have Kyler Murray um, in the league that I'm not losing in. It was a, it's a, what would we call it? Semifinals. Mm-hmm. And he really came through to me, came through for me. Mm-hmm. So I might win and I might go to the finals. Here's hoping that Steelers don't get 20 points today. <laughs> Other than that, uh, it was just kind of cool getting to watch some preseason basketball. Um the Nuggets doubled up on the Blazers, but I mean, the second time they didn't have Dame anyway. But you know, again, it's just it's just fun watching preseason basketball. I think it's we're fun one, to watch some of the young guys just get their minutes in. We're one day away. One day away. I saw the Giants lose, and uh, how to eat crow because I said they they could beat the uh, Browns, and for a lot of the game, I I was like, man, they can beat the Browns, but um, you know. You have Colt, Colt McCoy as a quarterback right now. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't see the Browns losing that game simply because of how badly they lost. Not not badly, but how sour the loss was last week. 
I didn't see them losing again, you know, not to say like the Giants couldn't beat them. I think they could. I actually think the Giants could still beat the Ravens this coming week, but it's one of those things where it's like after a loss like that, a good team isn't going to let themselves get beat twice. We did have to say goodbye to the Patriots, correct? Absolutely. We'll see you all next year. Probably not, actually. What about you, Joel? What did you see? Uh, I got eliminated from two fantasy football leagues this weekend, so that was kind of rough. But my favorite takeaway from the week was J-E-T-S, Jets, let's go. Not a, not a winless season, which is Jets, awesome. Jets are idiots. <laughs> oh, they, they're so bad. They can't even, like, lose games enough. Like, they're so horrible. They're just losing every single game. And they can't even, like, succeed at getting the number one pick. They have to, like, win one game just to screw over themselves, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because I didn't want the Jets to get Trevor Lawrence anyway. I want Trevor Lawrence to go to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. That long blonde hair and the, and the Florida sun just just works way better, way better. Absolutely. So sorry for the Jets fans, but, you know, New Yorkers in general suck, present company excluded. And uh, <laughs> hey, Thanks, they, appreciate they, it. they're only allowed one good team and the Bills – Go ahead. But, like, they're only allowed one good team a season. You can't have more than that in New York. The Bills aren't even, like, a New York team. I know, like it's, but it's New, York New York State, State still, they're going to claim them. I guess. No, yeah. Well, plus, like, Jets fans tend to also be fans of, like, the Mets and, like, I don't know, the Knicks. So, like, it's just really depressing all the way around. I'm a fan of the Mets, uh, the Giants, and the – well, the Knicks over the Nets, so – it's still depressing. Mm. Is any true New Yorker a fan of the Nets over the Knicks, though? Like, every true New Yorker is a Knicks fan, right? I think a lot of Brooklynites are a fan of the Nets. So if you're actually from Brooklyn, but otherwise you're a Knicks fan. And it's not even, like, people who are from Brooklyn, because I'm from Brooklyn, and I'm not a fan of the the Nets. I mean, I I like the Nets, but, like, I hate New Jersey so much <laughs> that the stink of New Jersey hasn't left the Nets yet. And I just can't, I can't like find myself being a diehard like Nets fan. Don't add us rep report. <laughs> That's what I'm saying though, right? Because the Jet, the I'm sorry, the Nets were in New Jersey for so long, mm-hmm. and, and like like New York, like New York City hates New Jersey, like hates New Jersey. So anything associated with New Jersey, I feel like would not be something any like true New Yorker would be a fan of. I'm not from New York, and I hate New Jersey. <laughs> I feel like That's but- just. <laughs> But like people who who are like who live close to Barclays Center, which I mean it's a big population of people who live close near near Barclays Center, um, they usually tend to be fans of the Nets, and I mean it's understandable because they they can they have easy access to see them all the time, um, you know, even if you're buying nosebleeds, you can go like every weekend if you really wanted to. It's not, it's like, cause Nets tickets weren't that expensive when they first came to New York. Well, when they first came to Brooklyn and a lot of people like, you know, they had the, the, uh, Nets jersey that had like the Biggie, um, Kuji sweater. I think that's what it was back in the day, but like that print was all over it and people like really love that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's one thing that they like. Yeah, I had a bunch of friends that would go to Nets games when I lived in New York because they were all poor. So it's yeah. like, oh, it's just we want to go to a basketball game. We got to go to the Nets. So they go down. Yeah, to- it was cheap. I and mean, you can go like every week if you wanted to, honestly. 
Right. Well, that's so, because no one actually likes them. <laughs> like it's transplants that go, you know, not like actual. Anyway, that's, I digress. But long story short, so glad the Jets aren't getting Trevor Lawrence. I'm sure they're going to screw up the number two pick. I don't know how, but I'm really excited to see it. Um, yeah. So that I have my a favorite thing. You. Go for it. So like the Rams just look surprisingly bad to reach for you guys every like last yesterday. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly like, bad? Yeah, like inexplicably bad. Ooh, is this like a conspiracy? Yeah, it's a super. <laughs> uh, I am ready. I'm so in on this conspiracy. I don't even know it yet, and I'm in. Go, right. shoot. So here's my take. Uh, someone higher up told the Rams to throw that game to prevent Trevor Lawrence to go into the Jets. So, so you think you think you think it's uh it's it's coming from the top? Yeah, because the Rams looked like really bad yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's no way, but like the players would never buy into throwing a game. Like the players, you could never tell the players, "Hey, I need you to throw this game for the betterment of the league." Like they're okay, just they're not what gonna if do it. what if it wasn't for the betterment of the league? I I did not see if there were any uh, outrageous calls because I wasn't able to see the game. I just saw like the rundown, um, like the highlights, the quick plays. So were they like any like crazy um, calls or anything that would lead you to believe that maybe the refs were during the game? I mean, I didn't watch it too closely, but it seemed to me like if anything, the the refs were kind of trying to help the Rams a little bit. But I think honestly what it came down to is like Goff just didn't show up and like Jerry Goff just played really poorly, which he does sometimes like he has off games. So maybe the league got to him. I, I don't know. Or, or, and someone needs to check this, is Trevor Lawrence's agent the same as Goff's agent? (laughs) (laughs) Because that might have been like an in-house kind of thing. Like, hey, man, we're going to need you to throw that game. We can't have Trevor Lawrence going to the Jets. Well, the running joke that I've been hearing is that Bill Belichick was going to screw over the Jets by losing the last game to them on purpose. They couldn't get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So maybe that maybe that was like too obvious. Maybe the maybe Bill Belichick was like, "Dang, you know, if we throw the last game, everyone's gonna know." Let me call up my good friend Sean McVay, who I embarrassed in the Super Bowl, and like I'll tell him that I'll never embarrass him in the Super Bowl again if uh, if they lose to the Jets instead. Or maybe maybe Bill Belichick is giving Sean McVay a way to cheat in the playoffs in exchange for losing that game. Uh, I just imagine Bill Belichick with like like uh, he opens up his coat and it's just yeah. like those old VHS tapes of like practices. And he's like, "Hey, you want the Cardinals practice? I got the Cardinals practice, but it's gonna cost you." <laughs> and he's like, "I got the 2020 Cardinals practice. 2020 Cardinals practices, all of Cliff Kingsbury's stuff. You want it? You're gonna so, have to throw this game." It, it was it was equated. So he wanted he wanted the Saints one really badly. So he's like, "All right, I got the Saints." but it's going to cost you a loss to the Jets. And he was like, no way. And he's like, all right, we'll see you later. He turned around and then Sean McVay just caped. <laughs> I can see, honestly, though, I'm just so glad the Jets, like, failed at there. I, I hope Jacksonville doesn't win. I hope Jacksonville gets Trevor Lawrence. Like, I really like Jacksonville. I do, Plus, too. Uh, I'm a huge fan of LaVisca Chenault, who's a wide receiver for Jacksonville. He's a rookie this year. And, like, him and Trevor Lawrence would be so much fun together, like, I would just much rather see that. The Jets, I mean, they just got a top three. Well, Sam Darnold was like the number three overall pick. 
yeah. just got him like two years ago. And what did they do for him? Like nothing. The team is garbage. They traded away their best players. Like I don't. Yeah, I'm glad they're not getting Trevor Lawrence. I, I think I think Trevor Lawrence would be really fun to watch because Jacksonville has a pretty nice receiving core and they have a young, healthy, strong looking back. If they start working on that defense, I feel like that could be a really fun team to watch. I don't know if they do anything, but I feel like they could make noise. Yeah. Anyway, it'd be well, fun at least. That was fun to watch. Son. This weekend's sports was actually like it was one of the better weekends. And I'm just happy, happy basketball's back. Mm-hmm. Oh, Denver, yeah. Denver Nuggets are clearly the greatest team to ever play the, in the history of the NBA <laughs> based on the one, two preseason games I watched. <laughs> so that's fun. Overreactions from the preseason. Let's go. Let's get it. My overreaction is like if Ball Ball can't get time in the preseason, he's not going to get any time in the regular season. So he got time like the third preseason game when J. Michael Green was out with an injury. So I think Bull Bull is going to be like, so if you remember MPJ last year, he had a bunch of like DMP coaches decision and like people were really mad about it. But then if there was ever an injury or if there was ever like Millsap, you know, load management or anything like that, then he would get playing time. So he was like, he didn't play that many games the first half. And I could really see a similar situation with Bull where it's like, Hey, whenever we get a chance, we'll play you. But like, not unless someone gets hurt or, you know. I, I think that, uh, it, that you might not like my opinion on this. I think that's dumb though, because Bol Bol's ceiling is not as high as MPJ's ceiling. And I feel like if he's that valuable to you, play the dang guy. Like legit, the whole offseason, all I hear from Joel and I'm sure from other Denver Nuggets fans is don't trade Bol Bol. We're not getting rid of Bol Bol. We're not getting rid of MPJ. I get not getting rid of MPJ. But if you aren't going to play him, what's the point of wasting a roster spot? Like, I mean, give the man his minutes. If you want him to grow into what you think he can become, give the man his minutes. Let him prove it to you. I mean, it's not a waste of a roster spot. They have him locked up for, I think, they just recent, They just switched his contract from, uh, from uh, what's it called? The two-way contract. They just switched it to a regular contract. So he's under contract, I think, for two plus one years. Mm-hmm. And and he's going to be a restricted agent at restricted free agent after that. Mm-hmm. So basically, they have complete team control. They can do whatever they want. Like they don't have to play him. They can sit him on the bench and like hope he yeah. learns. Yeah, but I I think I I do agree with Kyle. Like, yeah, my my it, point it is worth developing him. Yeah, my point isn't that you need to you know move him because he's going to be unhappy. So, you know, he's a rookie. He's his second year. He could still win rookie of the year this year. The point I'm making is develop the dude. Let him play against some of these guys. Let him develop into whoever he's going to be right now so that by the time he is, you know, at whatever percentage we think he could be at, you have a prime Jokic, you have a prime Jamal Murray, and you have an up-and-coming MPJ. The Nuggets are very much in win now, so start letting the kid win now. That's like counterintuitive, though, because you're saying they're win now, so you're saying throw out a guy who's not that good because it'll make him better faster. But it's like, if they're trying to win now, he, cause he's going to cost them. It's going to hurt his confidence. Like, and I don't know if that's necessarily true. What I'm saying, I'm just saying from the nuggets perspective, they want to develop their guys through like the G league, which is really hard this year. And the nuggets don't even have a G league team anyway, but they have so many veterans on the team or at least guys that are more established. So like you can say play bull bull, but like, who is he starting over or who is he playing over? 
And that's when things get really fuzzy because the Nuggets are pretty deep as far as like guys they like. So if they have, you know, 10 guys that they like, where do you fit in bull? You get what I mean? I can see where that, I can see what you're coming from. I just, I don't know. I think bull gets like a ton of hype from the national media. And so it's very easy to say, cause he's like so interesting and weird. Like he's just super tall and like, he looks crazy and like has these awesome moves and passes, but he's like still really raw. And I think the nuggets are trying to take their time with him. And like, I don't think they want to throw him into the fire in a, basically a season where they expect to go pretty far in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. I just see having a few guys on your squad that are either just coming back from injury or that have like been injured in the past. I feel like you need to play him a decent amount in the regular season to where in the event you have to play him later. I'm, of course, I'm not saying you have to, but in the event that you have injuries, you want to be, you know, you want that mentality of next man up in basketball. It's a lot harder than in football, but you need to, you need to get him his confidence, you know? Yeah. Well, I think like, I don't know how deep they're going to play, how many times they're going to rest guys, but there's going to be a ton of back, a ton of back-to-backs this year. I think the idea is that he can play, like I said, he'll play whenever they get a chance, whenever someone's resting, whenever someone's hurt. I really do think like the Nuggets were planning on a consolidation trade that never happened. And so I think they kind of just have too many guys that they like that are not, that are like kind of mid, you know? Mm-hmm. So they just have so many guys that they want to play, but they were kind of thinking like, well, we're going to turn four of these guys into um, Drew Holiday, you know, like mm-hmm. that was kind of the plan. And and then they couldn't. So it's like, well, we still have all these guys now. So I think, I think it's something to look out for too, is even like a consolidation trade might be coming or even like last year, same thing happened. They had Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez who were set to be free agents and they knew they couldn't afford to pay them because they turned down extension offers and so they ended up packaging both of them for like a first round pick. Mm-hmm. And so it could be a, one of those things where maybe some guys get moved to make way for bowl just, you know, for future draft capital or something. But I mean, it's a good problem to have when you have guys that you want to play and it's just having a hard time getting them in the rotation. Yeah. The nuggets are the Ariana Grande of the basketball world. <laughs> How so? They just have a bunch of guys they like, but they're never going to commit to them. She didn't she just get uh engaged? literally got engaged today, I think. Well, she got engaged like how many times in the past? That is true, though. That is very true. Hey man, those uh those lyrics and those albums, they come from a place of uh, heartbreak, emotional intensity that she needs to maintain. It's like the Taylor Swift um map, you know? Have you listened to her latest album? Because no. <laughs> Maybe some of her older stuff. Oh man, you definitely well, have to be in a relationship to make her latest album. <laughs> All I know is that we spoke a lot about the Denver Nuggets last podcast, and uh, we're not going to do it this week. I got, All right, it. Deal. I got it. All right, hey, no, we're done on Nuggets stuff. No more Nuggets talk. The rest of the the rest of the pod. Let's let's move on. I'm ready. I do I do see both sides of that argument though. Uh, both sides of an argument that I can't see is the one that Kendrick Perkins makes when he says that he'd rather take Anthony Davis over Giannis Antetokounmpo if he was starting a franchise right now. Mm. And his argument has something to do with, like, uh, what was it? That uh, AD was incredible in the playoffs and blah, 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 whereas Giannis can't get over the hump and this, this, and that. And it's just like, well, didn't we see AD by himself when he was playing in the Pelicans with Drew Holiday? 
and what they couldn't do anything mm-hmm. they never made it past the first round except once i think yeah they they made it past the first round once they beat the blazers at one time but they never did anything else and they were the underdog in that series so ne- yeah. never never did they have home court in any of the series with ad and new orleans and so like now you see Giannis, um you know make it to the uh, well they, they, they made, they it, made it, they, it to the, they made it to the second round every time right Oh, and then last year they made it to the conference finals, mm-hmm. and uh, and you still rather have AD over Giannis. Like AD's performance, right? This is is it's oversaturated. It's like it's overhyped. The only reason he he was able to perform like that is because he has LeBron James running with him, and people need to actually pay attention to LeBron, yeah, LeBron I, James. I I don't want to I don't want to even sit here and give too much mental energy to it, but just think if the situation was reversed, if AD was on the Bucks and Giannis were on with LeBron in in LA, it, it would it'd be no question. So it's like I don't know how you make that stupid argument. Like it makes no sense. Giannis has won two MVPs and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year as he wins MVP, but you still rather have AD. Who hasn't even won a defensive player of the year? Yeah. I bet you that the reason why they're doing that is because the media wants to push AD for MVP this year. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear a bunch of AD for MVP um, uh, calls this year, and it's not going to be warranted. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just giving Perk what he wants. All he wants is attention. Mm-hmm. He says outlandish things, so everyone hops on the timeline or you know talks about how dumb he is. And then, but if he ropes in the Lakers fans, well, then you have an army of Lakers fans and it just causes, uh, it causes drama and it causes something to talk about. And that's just his job. His job is, so Perkins goes out and says something crazy like that. Then you have a show on later in the day on Sports Center. They bring in an analyst and they're like, well, Kendrick Perkins said this. What do you think? It's just a way to create um, content. Remember content. when I said that, um, athletes and ex-athletes shouldn't have podcasts yeah and they shouldn't have like you know those kind of shows because their takes are usually always outlandish Mm -hmm. honestly i think that the only reason he says anything about ad was because ad is more perks generation than Giannis is. so eight like perk only says good things about players that either he's played against or or, um, or it or is in his current like a team that he likes. Mm. So well, he he also did you hear was it today he said that Joel Embiid would win MVP if he got in shape. <laughs> anyway. jo- Joel Embiid can't stay in healthy shape. I mean, let's let's not let's not throw get, get ahead of ourselves. Prime Joel Embiid couldn't beat. Um, he couldn't beat. Kawhi with Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler um, in the playoffs. That's true. Although the plus minus numbers would say that the 76ers outscored the Raptors by a lot when Joel Embiid was on the floor, which is kind of why they went and got Al Horford. Cause they're like, whenever Embiid sits, our team is garbage. So we need someone that we can play. So it won't be garbage when Embiid sits. Okay. But I mean, it doesn't matter how much you outscore your opponent. Like, if you're not outscoring them in the last few minutes, then it's not worth anything. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. You I can't agree. Lose, you can't lose in the fourth quarter. You Don't can't give... outscore, everyone, outscore everyone the whole entire game, but still lose in the fourth quarter. Don't get me started on Philadelphia teams. 
I despise Philadelphia teams on every level. Fly <laughs> Eagles, fly. I will say too that the this is why Kyrie Irving called the media pawns because I think Kyrie doesn't understand the difference between talking heads and real journalists because like beat writers and real journalists just want stories that they can promote or push to a publication, whereas talking heads promote narratives. And so like Kendrick Perkins is just saying this to endear the LA fans to make LA look good, to make LeBron look good, to make AD look good. And you see that a lot in like the media. Mm -hmm. And so the Lakers pandering is just going to be insufferable this year. Uh, I think this year we're going to hear a lot of calls for AD for MVP. Yeah, probably. Well, it doesn't. I've already heard it. Well, it helps too that his free throw rate once he went to the Lakers went up a lot from when it was at the Pelicans. Oh, yeah, because he's in the Lakers, so he's going to get a lot of calls. Yeah, and I mean, it could be that he's more aggressive. It could be that LeBron sets him up in better position. I mean, is he more aggressive, though? No, I think he plays exactly the same. He just falls over every time he shoots, but that's neither here nor there. I don't think he's, I don't think he even plays exactly the same. How much 50 points games did he have with, uh, when he was playing with New Orleans compared to how much 50 point games he has here? Definitely. He was, he was getting like 50. He was getting 50-point triple-doubles, 50, 20, and 10. So, uh Oh, also, Lakers fans and media is the worst because uh, Twitter was doing rounds yesterday or today about how all these people were saying that prime Anthony Davis was better than prime Tim Duncan. Yeah, I, so, I like, wanted to throw up. Lakers fans, they just have no shame. They, they have don't. no shame. They have no self-awareness. And... Unfortunately, that has a huge impact on the media and talking it does. heads. That that makes me so upset because I've always said that Tim Duncan Lee quiet Tim Duncan could quietly be a top five player all time. And for people to sit here and say, "Oh no, AD is better than Tim Duncan," it really upsets me. So anyway, anyways, I Children. heard that you had a you had a rant that you wanted to go on. Oh, are we doing this now? Might as well. Oh, everyone's gonna get so sick of my voice. Oh, All right, so <laughs> this, is what, this is what this is how I'm gonna start this, guys. Uh, what do you think about Drew Locke, the uh, quarterback? He's, the quarterback I for have, the Denver Broncos. I have, I have no opinion on Drew Locke. No opinion on Drew Locke. Did you have any opinion on Drew Locke before, like when the Broncos drafted him? Did you have any opinion on him? Nope. All right, Kyle, what's your opinion of Drew Locke now? Now, I I like him. He's solid. And what was your opinion like bef- when the Broncos drafted him? uh inconsequential okay so this is this is what i was thinking is like there's been a lot of discourse about the broncos because a large portion of broncos media and broncos fans really hate drew lock they want to trade him they want matthew stafford they want justin fields they want whatever they just don't want drew lock but i really like drew lock but this is what i was thinking is i am constantly defending drew lock but I think I'm defending Drew Locke because I want him to be good and because I hoped for him to be good. And so this got me thinking about confirmation bias and how it applies to media or to sports. Because if you look, so if you look, and this is a huge example of this is Anthony Davis with the Lakers, right? So Anthony Davis wants out of New Orleans. Why? Because they only made it past the first round once. And he was like the best team, best player on that team. He got very little national attention because he was in New Orleans. So he goes to the Lakers and then he wins a championship. And so what that does is it confirms to everyone that, oh, the only way to win a championship is to go to a big market team, to team up with another superstar. Like clearly that's how you do it because it worked for Anthony Davis. And so then in response, when 
Giannis Antetokounmpo decides to stay in Milwaukee, well, what's the response? Everyone's like, oh, he's never going to win. This is uh, Kevin Garnett all over again. I feel bad for him, blah, 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 blah. Because all these people really wanted him to leave because one, it like helps with ratings. Mm -hmm. And two, because they have confirmation bias that that's what you need to win a championship. And so then with this confirmation bias thing, I was thinking a lot of people are like predicting the awards for this year. And so like how Danny was saying that they're going to push a lot of Anthony Davis for MVP. Well, if people start talking now about, oh, I think the MVP will be Luka Doncic. I think the MVP will be Anthony Davis. Well, then what's going to happen at the end of the year, they're going to look at it through the lens of, yeah, the Mavericks are only a 60, but Luka's averaging a 30-point triple-double, so he should be MVP. Or like, oh, yeah, Anthony Davis, you know, is not, maybe not has the best stats, but he's on the one seed, so he should be the MVP. And so that confirmation bias like really leaks into these different things, which then affects, it affects how front offices move. It affects how uh, the coaches view their players. It affects how fans view the players. And it's just really interesting to me how these preconceived ideas really have like a lasting impact. And you have to be so much different than the preconceived idea to break it. Mm -hmm. Does that... Makes sense to you that, guys. That makes perfect sense. And I feel like going back to the whole Spurs analogy with Tim Duncan is Tim Duncan was a very unconventional superstar. And that's why I feel like I said that he would quietly be a top five because he isn't the Michael Jordan where he was the persona and, and he just carried himself like an NBA man, a champion, you know, or, 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 or like a, or like a magic Johnson, like a LeBron James, someone that carries themselves with the aura of they are this, this person. And, and I think that makes perfect sense that people are going to look at it and, and it's going to affect the way they look down the line. Yes, Giannis may end up being this great all-time player, but if he stays with the Bucks his entire career, even if he does win a championship eventually with them, people are never going to look at it the same way as, like you said, well, Anthony Davis was unhappy here. He decided to do something and that doing something is what made him a good player. That's not true. He was just as good a player in, in New Orleans, as he has been with the Lakers, if not better, which I would argue he was better as a Pelican. But like you said, the media and 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 this whole narrative of in your if 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 it looks to be right, it has to be right, which is what Anthony Davis has portrayed. And unfortunately, I feel like that's how most of sports is. Like, <clears throat> like I, I know I know a lot of people are Michael Jordan's fans. They're gonna say Michael Jordan is the GOAT. But when you look at certain statistics, they will tell you otherwise. But again, it's always just what the narrative is around a certain thing will determine how you view it, especially long after the fact. Yeah, and like that's, I think that's a perfect example is the LeBron-Michael uh, Jordan debate. And there's no definitive way to decide because it's so much dependent on your personal experiences, what you witness and what you prefer. So but then you have the confirmation bias. So then you go into it with like, so then you go into the bubble. If you're a LeBron stand or LeBron fan, and you're like, wow, LeBron went to this bubble. It was so hard on all the players. They couldn't leave. It was so stressful. And he was a champion. Like, this is another evidence that he's the greatest, you know? And then if you're an MJ fan, you're like, well, they went to the bubble. These teams got hurt. The Clippers, like, fell apart. It was just – it was a cakewalk. So, it, like, you know, counts less. Mm -hmm. Well, also, my opinion, LeBron only wins in short years. You know, every championship he has is one of the like smaller years. Well, this is gonna be a short year, so 
whatever. He's probably going to get hurt. <laughs> but this, and this is a, so another example of this is um, like, for example, the Denver Nuggets. So people in the media in general are low on the Denver Nuggets because most people don't watch or care about the Denver Nuggets. I know we weren't going to talk about them anymore, but just using them as an example. So then if the Denver Nuggets perform well, it's like, well, they perform well, but they're really not that good. And it's not going to matter in the playoffs. And then they perform well in the playoffs. It's like, well, Jamal Murray kind of played out of his depth. He's not going to play that well in the regular season. Right. And so you can kind of make excuses either way, depending on where you're leaning, which I will definitely do that this pod because I have a ton of biases and I'm going to just try to confirm them like with whatever evidence I see. But I just think it's interesting. Like it's basically impossible to find objective analysis because everyone form some sort of opinion that they didn't try to find evidence for. Exactly. You're going to look for like people uh, who, who, who were saying how good the Steelers were for the first 10 weeks are now trying to dig themselves out of a hole. And people who said that the Steelers weren't good for the first 10 weeks are now like, see, we were right when necessarily, you know, there's both multiple factors both way. Yes. They lost two in a row. Yes. They also lost a good portion of their defensive players. So you could look at it both ways. Every thing in sports like you said is going to have that bias whether you try to or not it's hard it's hard to find it and you see that a lot like uh on talk shows or like talking heads or even like certain media people a lot of times they'll have an opinion of a player or a team or whatever and then they'll kind of frame things around that so like a great example would be skip bayless Mm -hmm. so he like loves the cowboys so he'll frame everything around like the cowboys if they do good it's like wow the cowboys are incredible it's not the other team sucks it's that the cowboys are great Mm-hmm. Or the Cowboys lose, it's like, wow, the Cowboys really like lost that game. It's never what well, the other team won it. And so like you can see a lot of those biases when watching like when certain certain talking heads or certain people make points, a lot of it is like, oh, this guy doesn't like Luca. Well, probably it's because he before the draft said Luca wouldn't be that good. So now he's trying to find like more reasons why Luca wouldn't be that good. Mm-hmm. Or if someone else is like, you know, oh, they really love some random player, Andrew Wiggins. They really like Andrew Wiggins. Well, now they're trying to talk about how Andrew Wiggins actually does good things and whatever. So I just think it's interesting to note, like when listening about certain things, like kind of take into account maybe why the person is framing it in that way. Yeah. And a lot of times with NBA stuff, people a lot of times frame it around the Lakers because, you know, that's what drives attention. That's what gets mm-hmm. the yeah, basically attention, the ratings. Yeah, that, that's always been my thing with sports, especially football. But now like basketball, now that I've gotten more heavy into it is just shut up and play. You know, and I, I don't mean that in like a sense that you can't have an opinion or you can't have a voice. But I mean, like everyone's going to say something until it's all said and done. Like right now, as of right now, the Lakers have won the championship. So we can argue and whine all day about how much we hate the Lakers. But unfortunately, they are the NBA champs as of this year. So shut up and play next season. We'll see what happens, you know, because all the Lakers fans are going to sit around here and, and hype them up. Well, you know, recent history shows will shut up and play. Let's see what you do this year. You know what? Next year, it's what have you done for me lately? Well, yeah. And like everyone's going to try to frame things however they want. And you can just look at the the data or the facts or try to extrapolate whatever. Try to You can try to guess the future basically based on the data that's already happened. So if you're like, well, the Lakers are going to win the championship because they just won and they got better. Like, I think that's a fair take. So I think like, that's kind of part of the job is you have to kind of guess what's going to happen based on what you see. Right. And you you know, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. I think I'm wrong a lot. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say this from a point of like, Oh, listen to me. I'm not biased. I just mean, 
you know, listening to anyone is just a good idea to mm-hmm. keep in mind that everyone's biased to a point. And, and, and that's, and, and I'm not saying it like from that's how the media should look at it. What I'm saying is that's how I try to look at it. Whenever I, 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 I give my opinion on certain things is like, okay, well, let's just see what they do. Like I could sit around here and give opinions all day long, like my son's take, but it's not going to matter until we watch them play basketball. It's not going to matter until we start playing games. Cause I could be dead wrong. I'd be dead. Right. You know? oh yeah let's just watch let's see what happens and it's like it's really easy to be like you know what i thought the mavericks were gonna suck this year and i was wrong and Mm -hmm. they don't suck and like this is why i thought they suck my the reasons i thought they sucked were not valid you know i missed that i didn't think josh richardson was gonna shoot 80 percent from three so you know that's why i was wrong so like you can kind of learn from that stuff but yeah basically like you you don't have to be married to your takes and also like everyone's takes are biased well, I had a crazy take. Um, I, I don't know if it was crazy, but after doing our task for today, uh, what we're going to talk about, I realized uh, that the Thunder won't make the playoffs, <laughs> even though I was uh, I was pretty sold that they were. But, you know, their team is kind of trash. You thought the Thunder were going to make the playoffs? Yeah, remember I said that the Thunder might still make the playoffs? Mm. I think I think we're gonna talk about it. I might have had the Thunder as like the worst team in the league. You had you had the well, no, I do. No, there's have, too, um, many, too many East teams that are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't I don't know how strongly I believe that, but statistically they should be the worst team in the league. I don't know how much I believe that, seeing as the Cavs and the Pistons both exist, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll... I like who's the so if you take the Cavs, Pistons, Knicks, and Let's see, Cavs, Pistons, Knicks, and Thunder. But before is SGA is SGA the best player of out of all those four teams? Uh I mean, well, you have like Derek Rose, Blake Griffin, Mitchell Robinson. I don't know. Colin Sexton. Come on, bro. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about Colin Sexton. <laughs> how can you uh, forget about Colin? How can you forget, bro? What I was gonna say is you put some respect on my boy Obi Toppin's name. Don't 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 y'all go around bashing on him because watch the Knicks not finish last in the East. You watch. Can you call him your boy when he's older than you? True. Is he? <laughs> How old is he? Uh, well, he's he 22. might retire next year. He's twenty two. Yeah, okay. I think he's twenty two. I am older than him. I am older than him then. Oh, okay. That's close though. <laughs> Basically, at this point, I'm just in that range where now anyone who gets drafted and is a rookie is younger than me, so I can start saying that. <laughs> but up until this point it's it's been about the same all right danny are you done editing the spreadsheet uh i wasn't editing the spreadsheet i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah joel i have like a an addiction to the spreadsheets i, I have could, to do stuff. i couldn't tell like well, you're, the, to... you're the host so you got to keep this rolling true no but i i liked what you were talking about it, I, so. I i did i did enjoy that though like uh it's true you can't go anywhere like if you live in denver and you watch nuggets media you're gonna have nuggets bias if you live in la and you watch la media you're gonna get lakers but you know. yeah oh yeah and like eventually someone's get like the golden state warriors their media was really biased and then they became like a juggernaut and then the media can be like oh see we were right so it's like one of those things where you just hope eventually it's your team like you're everyone's high on their own team every year and then you just hope like one day you know, your team wins 60 whatever games and wins a championship. And you're like, wow, I was high on them this year and I was right. Yeah. Well, moving on, we got to get to this week's uh, topic because uh, 
it's going to be lengthy and we need to we, we need to release this in time for the for the uh start of the opener. nba season um so this week uh we've been talking about a long teased episode of uh of review of the whistleblowers podcast and how we think um it it's going to like how we think it's it's being taken effect in the nba whether or not it's true um and kyle's been teasing that for like weeks and we're just gonna have to wait even more weeks because uh this is way more important we're gonna talk about our power rankings um all the teams where we think they're gonna finish and pretty much how we see this season going uh we need our takes on the on a hot mic like right now so when we're right at the end of the year we can say the hus the hus said it first and when we're horribly wrong, we'll just pretend we never said it. We well, when, when we're horribly wrong, only like 10 people heard it. So no worries. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very low risk, high reward here. Yeah, of course. Um, so we this week I asked all you, uh, you guys to give me your power rankings, rate every team 1 to 30. Um, and we, I got pretty much got your power rankings, added my power rankings. And compile a spreadsheet to see where uh, where we as a collective, uh, how we think every team's going to do this year. Can I say for the record that I hate power rankings in general, like as just as an exercise, because you have to list teams in like a specific order. When in reality, I think match matchups play like a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think like the Bucks don't match up well against the Heat, for example but maybe they would have crushed the Celtics or like, you know, just like, or like for this upcoming year, like I think the, the 76ers would be maybe the Raptors, but the, or the heat, for example, but the heat would beat the bucks, but the bucks would beat the Sixers. So it's like, how do you power rank those three teams when it really just depends on who's playing who, you know? So Mm -hmm. for the record, I didn't dislike it. However, I did also do it so we can get into it. But I just wanted to throw that out there before we got started. Well, thanks for letting me know you disliked the one thing I asked you to do this. We appreciate it. (laughs) It makes me feel great as a host. I still Um, did it. I still did it. They're they're really popular. They're really popular. I enjoy it. Um, I don't think that power rankings mean that the team on top is going to beat the team you know, any team underneath it. But I do think what it means is that uh, it just gives you like a good um, window as to how strong we see the team. Like a frame of reference. Compared to the other teams. Because like I said, like like we all said, any team can beat any team at any point. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all about... Well, I mean, they, (laughs) they beat Detroit in preseason, so... It's still gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, watch out. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna start with uh, thirty, the thirty overall team, which was the Cleveland Cavaliers on our list. Um, I'm the only one that had them at thirty. Both of you guys had them at twenty nine. Uh, why did you guys say twenty nine as opposed to thirty? Because Joel hates the Knicks. That <laughs> is true. I did say the Knicks would be worse. Um, I also, I'm interested to see, so the Cavaliers technically still have Kevin Love and they have Andre Drummond, right? So like, that's kind of a veteran front court. And then I really like Isaac Okoro as a wing. So I don't like think they're good by any means, but the framework of that, I think is going to lead to more wins than the Knicks. Okay. I, I mean, I can see that. Um, 
I just I don't I just don't think the Cavaliers are a good team. Like overall, like they're they don't have a good coach. They don't have a direction of where they want to go. Every year, all of their players are in trade rumors. Kevin Love has been being traded out of that team like every year, and randomly they got Andre Drummond again because of trade stuff. It just it doesn't make any sense. None of, none of the things they do make any sense. They drafted two point guards back to back years, and then they were like, "Well, we're just going to play them together." Like, how do you play Darius Garland and Colin Sexton together? Apparently, you just do it and make it work, you know. Uh, but I mean, Colin Sexton has the first year was, you know, everyone said he, he looks like he doesn't even like basketball, you know, <laughs> like there's no direction for that team. Um, whereas at least the Knicks, like they have a direction, you know, they have like, um, like being in Madison Square Garden alone gives them more wins than being in Cleveland, you know, just because they want, they have good nights. Okay, like I don't agree with you, but I see where you're coming from. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next team we were talking about is the Pistons. Uh, Pistons got number 29 on our ranking. Again, I I'm the only one that actually ranked them at 29. Both of you guys had them at 28, so I ranked them worse than both of you guys. Uh, me, I want to say I ranked them worse because uh, the next team I think is better than them. Um, case in point, they beat them in the preseason. So, <laughs> like that's as that's the reference I had to like rank them at twenty nine as opposed to twenty eight. Um, but you guys had them both at twenty eight. So, why why the difference there? I was gonna let Kyle go, but I don't think Kyle cares about like the bottom eight teams of the East. <laughs> um, no, no, <laughs> no. Most, I mean, most people don't. <laughs> no, I mean, I was if I, if I'm being honest, I do like that they acquired Jeremy Grant and Plumley in the off season. Blake Griffin is still a decent player. Derrick Rose, I always want to see him do good. I mean, like I feel like the team is still a team, <laughs> and, yeah. and and I feel like they're. Let me let me let me just make sure I have this correct. Yeah, so the only teams I have them better than in my power rankings is Cleveland and the Thunder. And I feel like that's just about the two teams that they're better than. I feel like with the people they have, those are the only two teams that in my heart that I'd be like, oh, yeah. But but then again, you know, top bottom eight of of the league, I don't give too much pull to. Again, any team can be any team any night, but. Yeah, I think you're kind of splitting hairs here at the bottom of the East. I think they're all like really bad. I guess my reason for having the Pistons above the Cavaliers and the Knicks is Blake Griffin. And I don't know, I don't feel confident that that's like a smart move, but like it was two years ago when he drug him to the eighth seed in the East and he's probably cooked and washed and whatever. But if you're just talking about the potential, if he has a, he could have a really good season and the Pistons could be, you know, not the worst team in the East. Whereas there's no one on the Knicks where you're like, yeah, I could see them dragging them to not be the worst team. So I guess that was kind of my reasoning, whether it's valid or not. Yeah, it makes sense. I just see them as a team that they're going to play half the season and then trade away all the players. That's just, honestly, that's what I see. I think they're like, they're every one of their players is attainable from any team. So I, I don't think they they finished the season with the same team that they have right now. 
Uh, no. Well, if I'm the Nuggets, I'm offering J. Michael Green in a first round pick for Jeremy Grant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so the Knicks are at number 28. Kyle had him the highest at 27. Uh, Joel had him the lowest at 30. Um, I had him at 28. That's where they fall in our in our power rankings. Um, there's a pretty big discrepancy. Well, not discrepancy, like difference between these two. Um, care to explain why? What's like four four spots of a difference or between the two? For me and Kyle on the Knicks? Yeah. For you well, on I'm- the Knicks. I've already said that I think the Knicks are the worst team. Like, I don't think a single player on their team who you could be like, oh, yeah, he's going to be good. Mitchell and even Robinson. Like, okay, Mitchell Robinson's going to foul out in 20 minutes a game. Like, he's going to be awesome those 20 minutes while the other team shoots free throws. But, like, and maybe he'll get better. I don't know. I don't – I'm not super tuned into the Knicks, to be honest. But the other thing is young players tend to be bad, like, just in general, because they're still learning. And the Knicks – they don't really have veterans because, you know, they trade them all away, except for what, like Julius Randle. So I don't really see, I think their young players have bright futures maybe, but I don't necessarily see them this year not being the worst team in the league because the young players are going to be bad. Do you, do you know who the, who the uh, longest tenured player on the Knicks is? The one who's been in the league the longest? In the is league it? the longest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in the league the longest. I'm, I want to say Julius Randle. No, Julius is six seasons. Alex Burks is nine. And then their probably most actual veteran presence player is Austin Rivers at eight. I didn't even know they got Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so, so if you're asking me why I have them at 20, uh, 27 mm-hmm. rather than 28, the, the, the legit answer is, I put the Knicks and I put the Pistons names in a hat and I shuffled it up a little bit <laughs> and I pulled out the Pistons first. So I was like, well, they're lower on the list. All right. All right. That makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, the next one on the list is the Thunder at 27. Kyle had on the lowest at 30th. Me and Joel both had them at 27. Um, I don't know, Kyle. Why 30? Uh, I don't know. Just, I feel like they're not playing them. They're not, no, they're just not. They're just not playing for now. I mean, the best player on that team is Shea Gilchrist Alexander, and the second best player on that team is the like blue door. Is it, no, it, well, <laughs> I, I guess you could say that. Like, if we're just talking about like like defensively, but like like Al Horford is like another good player, and then Trevor Ariza, which again, like just saying that as your second best player, I was just kind of like, you got a second year guy, and Al Horford. <laughs> so I was kind of like, I don't know. I feel like I just feel like they aren't playing for right now. They want to still be bad because they want, I don't know, they're playing for six years from now. <laughs> that is a good point. Like, I think they are, they don't want to win. And if they have any players that play well, they're going to trade them for picks, I think. So, like, that is a good point. They could end up being the worst just because out of all the teams, they're trying the least to actually win. And also, the Western Conference is better. So, if they're at the bottom of the West, that could end up being like actually bottom of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Hornets, uh, it, it was our number 26 uh, pick. Well, not number 26 pick, but it was our number 26 ranked team. Um, I had it the high, I had them the highest at 23. Joel had them the lowest at 26. Um, I had them high because I just, honestly, I thought, I think Gordon Haywood alone 
would get enough wins. I mean, I, we saw him play in Utah and make it to the playoffs year in and year out. Like, those Utah teams with Gordon Hayward, were they any better than what the Hornets are right now? Mm, yes, they were better. Okay, who who was who? Name one other player on those Utah teams. Rudy Gobert. He was he was not Rudy <sighs> Gobert right now. <laughs> that was honestly a guess. I don't remember. I just remember, I know the I just remember the the Jazz going to the playoffs. They had, I don't remember who else was on their team. They had Paul Millsap and um, uh, Derek Favors. I know the year after. Gordon Hayward left. They made the playoffs again. Yeah, him. but but the year after they left, uh, Rudy Gobert became Rudy Gobert, and they also had Donovan Mitchell. Gobert. I was also like, I have the Hornets lower. I wanted actually to have them higher, but I don't know if Gordon Hayward is going to stay healthy because he like already broke his finger, and like I don't really know when he's coming back. And also, I think they're going to give Lamelo Ball the ball like a lot, and I think that's going to be good for his development maybe but bad for like trying to win this year yeah. i feel i feel like that's why i had him lower too even though i only had him at 24 which some would say maybe is even too high but i think that was my main reason for having him there also was was uh gordon hayward his injury we don't know what it's going to be like we don't know how long he's it's going to take him to be back at 100 percent if he gets there you know and I i'm mean, not saying it's a mad, bad injury but I get that. I get that. But like, okay, the best that Gordon Hayward has ever averaged was like 22 points a game. And last year with Boston, he averaged 19 points a game. And that was, again, the same thing he's been, which is like uh, injury, like in and out with injury. Now, at 22 points a game that he averaged with Utah, um, they made it to the playoffs quite a bit with Gordon. And that was in the West. So being in the East, I just don't. I, I think that they get a lot more wins if he averages the same amount that even if he averages the same amount he did last year. That's just my reasoning. That's why I had him higher. Yeah, I wish I could have him higher because I really do like, I really like PJ Washington. I think he's really good. And I really like Devontae Graham. And I think Terry Rozier is kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. So I do like their players. Honestly, to me, it's the injury and it's the LaMelo La ball getting the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're a little lower for me. But like, I totally see your point. And I could, like, I really am rooting for them because I want them to do good. Yeah. All right. Well, the next team is the Bulls. Uh, me and Kyle both had them at 26. Um, they end up 25 with our, our, our power ranking. Uh, Joel had him at 20th, so you pushed him up higher. Uh, Much higher. Did I have him in the playing game? I might have had him in the playing game. Let me see. You have, um, yeah, yeah, you have, I have him, him in the playing game. Bulls Wizard is the playing game. Yep. I have him in the playing game. Heck wow. yeah. I'm standing by that too. I, uh, I am really excited. To, I, I know, which is weird because Danny, you're like an actual Bulls fan. What is this? Why am I higher on the Bulls than you? Because it's the same reason why I'm not I wasn't as high on the on the Nuggets. They didn't do anything this offseason. And we saw their team last year. It's not like their team was great last year. So like how did they get better by just hiring Billy Donovan as a coach? Because they fired their horrible, horrible coach. Okay, so they did do two things that were very, very important. They hired Arturnus Karnasovas as a general manager, and then okay. they hired Billy Donovan as their head coach. But the GM doesn't do anything during the season besides get players he doesn't he doesn't affect their win loss until he actually brings talent to the team 
he didn't bring talent to the team this year. Okay, he, disrespecting Patrick Williams already. Yes, because pod, that number okay, four overall pick. Because no one had him a number four overall pick. He was a six man in college. And you want him to be a starter in the NBA. I'm going to tell you this right now. The guy who made the draft pick uh, knows way more about players and college players and, than I do. So I like I don't know if I necessarily see it with Patrick Williams, but I trust him. And and because he because he did nothing but hit on draft picks as the Nuggets GM, so like I'm gonna trust him to keep hitting on draft picks. Now I don't know if Patrick Williams is gonna be good this year, but my main thing is the reason I think that they're gonna be good is not him. It's because they got a new head coach and because they have one more year of uh, development. Because so many of their players are young, so you have Kobe White who's just entering his second year. Um, Lori Markinen I think is like third or fourth. Wendell Carter I think is his third, right? And he was injured some last year. So they have these young players that now have a competent head coach who, and I really think that's going to result and the team is going to play better and they're going to get wins. I'm big on Kobe white. I think Zach Levine's a bucket. I think that they're going to win more games than you guys think I, I have them in the playing tournament. I think they're going to be for Eastern conference standards. I think they're going to be a good team. I, I, my, my biggest complaint is like my off season and off season in general, I want to see my teams get better. I don't believe in addition by subtraction because that doesn't work for me. Like, honestly, you can't lose players and be better because you lost players. That I, I don't believe in that. Um, so we didn't lose anyone. We just lost the coach, got a coach, and we didn't get anyone either. So I just... Well, losing, losing, players, losing players is a negative depending on who's replacing them because if you have players that get minutes, then that means someone else is taking those minutes. So that someone else plays better than them, it's not addition by subtraction. It's addition by addition because those guys who are taking the minutes are better. So like, oh. but the, in the bull, in the instance of the Bulls, like I think they're just going to score a lot of points. I think the coach is going to instill defensive principles. And I think they have a good team. Like, you know, for Eastern Conference, like not good, but like, you know, ninth seed in the East good. Well, we'll, we'll see. I, that's all I have to say about the Bulls. Like, that's, that's my gripe with them. I am I'm confident. Let the record show. I'm confident with the Bulls, and uh, you guys can clown me when they're the 12th seed or whatever. But I'm confident. I like them. Hey, for me, being middle of the pack isn't worth it for the Bulls because the, they've been middle of the pack every year, and they can't even get good draft picks because they're always drafting six or seven. They're not drafting in the top three. They haven't been drafting in the top three, even though they've been bad for years. So. For me, it's like if you're not gonna be good, then don't be average, because you're not a team that can afford to be average right now. Well, so I mean, the draft odds like change that though, because like the Pelicans got Zion and they weren't the worst team in the league that year. Like they got lucky. Yeah, same but, with, same but with the Grizzlies getting John Morant. Like they got yeah, really lucky. I I don't want to rely on luck. Um, I want to I want to be bad and at least know that like being bad is gonna get me at least the top three. Oh yeah, like the Knicks, because the Knicks are like the worst team every year. And look how many awesome draft picks they've gotten from that. Yeah, but they're also the Knicks. <laughs> they find a way to ruin everything. All right, and the next uh, number twenty-four, Magic. Uh, this is pretty straightforward. Me and Joel both had him twenty-four. Kyle had him at twenty-two. Kyle, do you think they're better than they are? Uh. I don't know if I'm being honest. What's funny is I was actually just pulling them down from what I thought, like what I had seen them on other people's rankings, because I had seen them around like 20 
just because mm-hmm. for some reason in the East, they always make the eighth seed every year for the last 10 years. Yeah. So it's like, I felt like, okay, well, they're definitely not the 20. I'm going to bring them down a few. And I think, let's see, what did I have them? I think I have them in the 10th spot. Yeah. Um, yeah let's see. Let's see what, well, let me see on that other list real quick, actually, where I had them. Because, um, yeah, you have them 10. Yeah, 10. So, yeah, so I don't know. I just, like I said, that's another one where it's like, it's a team of no consequence. It's one of those teams where, like you say, they're not awful. They have some decent players, but they're not going to win a championship and they're not going to be bad enough to have a really high pick. So it's like, you know, it's of no consequence. I could have put them at 24 and it would have made no difference in my heart. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think yeah. I have the magic lower because I think they're going to trade away all their good players this year. I think, I think so they kind of, re- I think Evan Fournier is probably going to get traded. I think Aaron Gordon's probably going to get traded. I think Busevich, there's a good chance he gets traded. So that's one of the reasons because I, I think like their talent, I think is not bad. I just feel like they're going to all, all get traded. The next team is uh, number 23, the Kings. I had them the highest at 21. Joel had them the lowest at 25. I had them the highest because. I heard Amina Hassan say this week that De'Aaron Fox, um, like, plays like he thinks he's John Morant, and I was like, De'Aaron Fox is amazing. Like, I just like I don't understand this. De'Aaron Fox isn't good hate. He's easily the best point guard that came out of that draft. Um, yeah, he's better than Markel Fultz. Yeah, he's better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, he's quite the high bar. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but in in either case, he wasn't drafted the same in the same spot that they were. So yeah, it is a high bar. He's he's playing five, um, five positions higher than he was drafted. So yeah, and uh, he's super fast, like one of the fastest players in the NBA, and he can finish. And he has hops. Like maybe, maybe he's not as good as John Morant, but the way he plays is just as good. And plus, I'm pretty sure when the Kings played Memphis, like De'Aaron Fox cooked John Morant last year. Probably, but I, I again, I don't think you're taking into account like development because John Morant was a rookie. He's still figuring out how the NBA even works. So. But- well, it's not just like the Aaron Fox. It's not like the Aaron Fox has been in the league for that long either. I mean, Jamal Murray cooked Kyrie Irving to almost fifty points, but no one's out here like, oh yeah, Jamal's clearly better than Kyrie. Like, I don't know. I go, I get what you mean though. Darren Fox is really good. I just worry because like Buddy Heald wants out. He's like not happy there. There, like, can you name? Can you name like two players on their bench, or even like who? Like all five of their starters are like. I just the team as a whole. I'm just really concerned about. I don't know the path for them unless they get really lucky and all their recent draft picks hit at once. I mean, I see that. But point guards have a way to make team better. There are two positions that I think are game changers for like a bad team is a really good center or a really good point guard. Because well, a, center, a center will cover up all the mistakes that people are making by getting rebounds, by playing, by being the defensive anchor. And a really good point guard will unlock the offensive potential of all the other players around them. Well, Trey Young was an NBA All-Star last year, and you can go see what record the Hawks had. Yeah, Trey Young's not a good point guard. <laughs> he he averages like 20 and 10. He's a great point guard. He's not guard. a good point guard. <laughs> He's a great point guard. Great. Mm, 
I'm gonna have to disagree with Joel there. <laughs> really? You guys are He's, Trey Young haters? No, I'm, I'm not hating on him. He's I'm not, not a Trae point Young guard. Hater. He's not a good point guard. He's a scoring guard. Yeah, yeah. This He's is too. crazy because I actually have Trey Young as the like lowest or the Hawks as the lowest out of all of us. And I'm higher on Trey Young. Trey Young is an amazing passer. He's a great passer. He controls the tempo of the game. He gets like a lot of attention for his shooting, but he, he he's is, a point guard through and through. Great point let, guard. Let, let, let me let me let me tell you where I feel on this whole subject. This year is his year to prove it to me. With the offensive weapons he has around him, where he won't necessarily have to be the offense this year, this is the year he can prove that he is a good point guard. Not a good two guard. I want I want him to show me this year. And he's got maybe a, a, a potential mentor in Rondo to kind of show him how to be a true point guard. So if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year. Plus, Trey Young can't like stop the ball at all. The slant. Yeah, his defense is garbage, but that's not what we're talking about. This Trey Young slander, he averaged over nine assists a game last year. Yeah, his usage was outrageous, but. Trey Young's a point guard guy. Like, when, I, okay, when, I you, when you get you double teamed, one. you have to point. You have to pass the ball eventually. Those yeah, they're double teaming him because he's an incredible point guard. No, listen, listen. The, his usage is really high. That's why he has that much assist. Oh, is that why Luka Doncic has that much assist? He's a bad passer too, but he just gets doubled. I I didn't say he gets doubled. I'm just saying when your usage is that high, your how much turnovers have been Trey Young average? Trey Young averaged nine point three assists to four point eight turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers. That's that's like almost a two to one ratio, though. That's good. That's a lot of turnovers. Yes, but it's a lot of assists. <laughs> it's more assists than turnovers. Yeah, because your usage is really high. Yeah, but not everyone whose usage is really high has a great like Zach Levine does not have a positive assist to turnover ratio. His usage is really high. Because yeah, Zach Levine doesn't pass the ball. <laughs> because he's not a point guard. Trey Young is. Because <laughs> he passes. All right. Well, well, we'll we'll see it this year. Which is hilarious. Okay, skipping ahead though, I actually think the Hawks are gonna be trash this year. And I don't think it's Trey Young's fault. I just think people overhype the offseason additions. Like every year, people are like overhyping offseason additions. I don't think they're gonna be good. I think Trey Young is. I think the team's not. Uh, we'll, we'll save some Trey Young talk for when we get to the Hawks. Uh, we have the Spurs at 22. I have them the lowest at 25. Kyle has them the highest at 21. I think most of this has to do with the Spurs or Kyle's team. True. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they wouldn't be 21 if they weren't my team. They'd probably be like 29. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I do think, though, they are going to get rid of uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan before the trade deadline. I think they are looking to move them. I don't think Popovich wants to be good this year <laughs> because he, he realizes that he just needs to work on some of the young guys they have. Uh, see if Devante, DeJounte Murray like can start to become a good player. Like I don't know. And I, I really like Yaka Pertle. I want to see them develop some of their younger guys and get rid of DeMar or LaMarcus for like, future prospects you know we'll makes see. sense i don't see why popovich would do that though because he's gonna retire any year now why why we start developing young players it doesn't make any sense for him makes sense for the team but not for him yeah but see tim duncan is the assistant or one of the uh, assistant head coaches so if he like is like pops like all right well i'm just gonna go lay down then i could see tim duncan being like all right well i'm gonna keep developing these guys anyway i don't know when 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 pop went out last year did he get suspended a couple games last year i can't remember why it was or if he was hurt or what it was 
if he had an injury or if he had a surgery or something. But Tim I, Duncan I basically Tim Duncan basically head coached for those games that they were out. Mm-hmm. And and I think they were above 500 for those couple of games. So I mean it was nice. Yeah. Well, we got to move on. We can't spend too much time on the Spurs. True. Uh the 21st overall team, uh the Timberwolves. Uh I had them well Joel had them the highest at 21. Kyle had them lowest at 25. Um I don't think there's much to say about this. I think it's just where they fall, right? Yeah, like, it probably won't be good. Yeah, but I will say I'm higher than them on you guys, mostly because my wife really likes them because they have the her in her words the hottest team because Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez went there and they're like the best looking Nuggets. So I'm, I'm probably going to be watching a lot of Timberwolves for the culture. They're definitely going to be <laughs> last year, but that's not much of a like that. That's not when you were the worst or second worst team in the league. So I mean, that's not saying much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's one I, of those things like you can be high on them, but like who are you picking them over? You know, there's like I, no evidence. Exactly. I just I just think they're better than some of the other teams we talked about. Like I think they're better than the Spurs. Um I, I had them better than the Spurs. I think they're better than the Kings. Uh I had them better than the Kings. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just kind of how I saw it. Shots at Kyle. I mean, yeah. like I said, hey, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty, the Wizards. Uh we all Joel had, that had one. them the highest at, at 19. Me and Kyle both had them at 20. Yeah. Super even. We're all on the same page there. Yeah. Not as even as the next one. Mm-hmm. Hey, for the <laughs> record, the Wizards are definitely making the playoffs because Russell Westbrook's going to average like a 25-point triple-double just destroying the Knicks and the Pistons and the Hornets and whoever, whatever god-awful East teams he goes against. I, I, I agree with that. And honestly, I think now that I look back on my rankings, I swore that I had them in the eight seed, but I forgot that we're holding on to the playing game now. So I do still think they make the playoffs yeah. playing as the ninth seed. I have I have them in the at least the playing game. Mm-hmm. Makes All sense. right. The next team, this is the most even. Like, there's no yes. argument between us. <laughs> The Pelicans, we all had them at nine. They fall to 19, but we all had them at 18. So just so you know, the way the math works, um, there there are teams that averaged higher than the 18 spot, mm-hmm. pushing them down to 19. Mm-hmm. So we all we all had them at 18, but they they do fall to 19 to, for us. Mm-hmm. Um. I think there's not really much to say about them. They're a good team. Um, we we kind of have um, Pelicans like right outside the playoffs. All of us kind of have them right outside the playoffs. Uh, Joel has them the lowest um, at the 11th spot on the Western I, Conference. I have them missing the play in. I don't. I don't trust their spacing. They don't really have like three point shooters. I guess they're relying on a lot of rebounds from Zion and. Steven Adams. The one thing I will say is they're playing on national TV like a hundred thousand times. So I could be wrong in the sense that Zion could get 25 free throws a game and they could be better than I think they will be. But I feel like that's the only way is just the league pushing them just a parade of free throws because I don't see the, the offense really as far as like shooting, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah. The next team at 18 is the Hawks. We talked a lot about the Hawks. Joel has them lowest at 22. Me and Kyle both had them at 16. I think Trey Young and the offensive weapons he has will do 
we'll do good. Like, and good enough to bring them to the playoffs. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. So no, Joe's the only one that said that they're not going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually still have them in the play-in. Okay. So we they, should have they, we should have some sort of bet. I'm, I will bet you right now that the Bulls end up with a better record than the Hawks. I feel like that's a horrible idea on my part. But <laughs> here's yeah, the thing: I, is every year people overrate the team that signs players. Like last year, it was the 76ers. It's like, oh my god, they got Josh Richardson and Al Horford. They're got to be the title favorites, and it's like they didn't get better. And the Hawks, they got all these players, and like I really like Bogdan Bogdanovich. But I really am concerned about their defense because Trey Young doesn't look like he's really bad at defense. And defense a lot of times comes not just from defensive players, but good coaching, good scheme, and continuity. And I don't think they have any of that. Mm. So I just, I just think they're going to be a garbage defense. They're going to lose a lot of games. I don't think they need to play defense in the East. That's the problem. Yeah. That's that, what I think they're going to do better than they, than, I, than I think, the Bulls. I think they have a squad that could potentially put up 150 a couple times this season. Like I feel like they yeah in the East they'll they'll put up when they play the Knicks or when they play like some of these work they they could potentially put up 150 at once or twice this season so I Danny, do think their offense will be potent enough. You have them higher than the Pacers. That's just blasphemy. I can't like I will I will a thousand percent bet you that, that the Pacers end up with a better record than the Hawks. That I don't agree. A with. Yeah. Thousand percent. I will bet. You I that. I think they're going to trade a lot of their players. The Pacers, the Pacers do. Yeah. Maybe Depot. But if, if Oladipo plays really well, that's the only way they're going to trade him, and then they could get something good back for him. So they might not yeah, but Oladipo, two things can can still be true. Oladipo plays very good, and the Pacers still are still losing. They're not going to lose, though. Like, they didn't lose last year. Why would they lose this year? No, but I'm saying those two things can still be true. Right, Oladipo, yeah. Oladipo can be playing really good because the Pacers are showcasing Oladipo, and the Pacers still end up losing. So the Pacers brought back the exact same team, the exact same team they had last year. Basically, made no changes. Why are they worse than last year? It's just because I didn't think they were that good last year either. They were like the fifth seed. I mean, it's not good. Like it's the East, so you know it's not great, but it's not bad. So I had them um, the eighth seed, and the Hawks the seventh seed. Okay. So I mean, it's like it's not that big of a difference, like. We're we're talking like a spot of a difference, right? Sure. I don't know. I think it's crazy, but my, like, I I see your reasoning. My next one, I I'm ready to go off on you guys, but go ahead and tell okay. me why we have them so high. Grizzlies. Oh, I'm so seventeen. Mad. So mad. I wanted to be high on them. Why are you so much higher on them than I? Am? I'm ready to go off on you guys about this, Danny. Let me hear your reasoning first as to why they're twelve. Because okay, they're twelve. Me like you gotta understand. Me putting them at twelve doesn't mean that it really doesn't. It doesn't end up meaning anything because there's so many Western Conference teams. Danny's just way higher on the West than the East. That's what exactly. This. That's all it really means. Because even at twelve, having them at twelve, they're only at uh, in the playing game, the ninth seed. I just think they're way better than a bunch of Eastern Conference teams. Like, are they better than the Pacers? Yeah. Are they better than the Hawks? Yeah. Like, I think they're better than, than like, the Celtics, you know? Like, I just don't like Eastern Conference teams this year. All right. That, that, the Celtics one is absolutely about to get struck by lightning. But, like, the other two, I could maybe <laughs> see it. 
because like just on sheer okay so you're telling me that you're taking a second year John Morant and Eunice Valanciunas to beat a team like the Celtics like who's, who's gonna be the third best player Dylan Brooks okay it doesn't <laughs> matter it doesn't matter because they have a bench like they have a complete squad the Celtics have five players and and their fifth player isn't a good player like <laughs> Tristan Thompson or Daniel Tice Daniel Tice. Okay, we can talk about the Celtics later, but just on yeah. this Grizzlies things, yeah. I'm really I'm mad honest, that yeah. I'm really mad that you're I'm also high on the Grizzlies because I think John Morant, and I'm really mad because Bill Simmons made this point and I hate it when I agree with him. But John Morant is like incredible. Like, like he's the new John Wall. And because I was a huge John Wall fan back in the day. And I see so much of he he's like a he's just so incredibly explosive. He's incredibly athletic. His shot is like not that great, but it doesn't matter because he's going to average 10 assists a game and 20 something points because he gets to the rim whenever he wants. And he just controls the game as like few, like a few point guards control the game as well as he does. I think this year's what's going to end up happening. And also like my favorite podcaster is a Grizzlies fan. So I'm kind of biased and I know their whole team basically like starters and bench. But they have a lot of guys. Like, I think Jonas Valanciunas is underrated. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to come back, and he's going to be incredible. Um, Grayson Allen is not, like, great. But if John Morant's just setting him up for, like, for spot-up shots as opposed to him, like, having the ball, that's better. Which he did in preseason. Exactly. I like Kyle Anderson. He was a spur. He's solid. He's not great, but he's, like, a solid starter. So, like, I totally get where Danny's coming from. I'm also high on the Grizzlies, mostly because of John Morant. Uh, my hot take is I think the Grizzlies will be better than the Pelicans. And I think John Morant will be better than Zion this year. Here are some teams that I have the Grizzlies better than. The Raptors, the Celtics, 76ers, Hawks, Pacers, Pelicans, and the Suns. <laughs> That's so wild when you say that out loud. I'm just... That's I don't care. That's ridiculous. I think the Celtics are not that good. They don't have a bench. They have three good players in the whole team. They have They have Jason Tatum. They have... Um, dude, I'm blanking on names. I, 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 I I'm so excited. Jalen Brown. This later. I can't. I can't with this. I like <laughs> how we so have. Excited. Okay, okay. So first off, that you say Eunice Valanciunas is underrated. Yes, he is. But if we're saying that the eighth seed is a race between the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans, you're telling me that you're taking Eunice Valanciunas. Uh, you're 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 gonna take him over Yusuf Nurkic. The way that Yusuf Nurkic balled out in the bubble, but we I'm actually, not saying we actually now. Both, we both have the Blazers the higher. I, I'm not saying I'm taking them over. I have the Blazers higher. I also have the Blazers higher. But I'm just like I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't see them even being where we have them. I don't know. And that, and now okay. And he's not a great player, but Ennis Kanter can come out and then still just like be. He can be your guy that you just send out to get well, six fouls. Well, that's why I have the Blazers higher. Yeah, we both actually have the Blazers <laughs> one spot higher. <laughs> exactly I don't know. One spot <laughs> I don't know. So we're with you, actually. We think yeah, the Blazers like, are slightly you, better. You make some great arguments, and we totally agree with where we put them. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> the next one is the Pacers. I had them the lowest at 17. Uh, you guys both had them at 15. So Pacers fall to 16. Um we talked about the Pacers. This is the same team. Yeah, they'll be have. fine. We can keep going. Yeah. Or uh, the next one. The Suns. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> Kyle did not have them the highest. The highest was actually Joel. And I'm I have so mad. I thought I was low on the Suns. Why am I the highest? You have the Suns I, below the Pelicans. Like, 
Yeah. I should. Let's see. So I actually should have had the Suns higher than the Sixers now that I look at it because I hate the Sixers. Oh and gosh. I know that that's going to be Sixers. like, I hate the Sixers. Maybe it's I don't, I hate I don't like no, the Sixers. I really like the Sixers. I'm way higher. Okay. We'll talk to this about the Sixers later, but I'm so mad because I was prepared to come here and be like, guys, the Suns are not going to be that good. Chris Paul's going to sit a lot. Like, they're going to be okay. And then I have them the highest. <laughs> this is not fair. I don't like this. Congratulations, Ben. <laughs> I had them at 19. I don't think they're going to be good. I said that they weren't going to make the playoffs. And as a matter of fact, I guess I had them so low that in our overall, the Suns are just in the playing game. Mm-hmm. I had they, them as the seventh seed. They went from being the seventh seed and the seventh seed on both your list. They were the 11th seed on my list. Mm-hmm. So it brings them down to the ninth seed on our overall list. And I am completely happy about that because i I, I cannot i cannot get behind the fact that they're our playoff team hmm. all right the next team now the i get blazers. to finally trash a team they're bad guys the blazers, blazers. Are not good i had they're them the highest at 11 good. you had them the lowest joel at 16 spot on um we both had them better than the grizzlies as we said kyle yeah, <laughs> by one, barely. By I one. really, I really mad. I wish I would have them. I wish I had the Grizzlies higher than the Blazers now. Like, I would. Can I go back and just change that? Whatever. Kyle, it's too late. I would hate that. I, I'd be <laughs> mad. I'd come to Colorado, bro. He he was mad about us having um one spot higher than the yeah yeah they, the they don't yeah they don't even deserve to be there. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. The Blazers are not good. Mm. That's all. Okay, they're fine. They're like average. They'll probably make like the eight seed or nine seed or whatever. But they're like, they're not that good. Like they're they don't defend that well. Their bench is hot garbage. Like I don't I don't understand why people are so high on them. I think it's Damian Lillard. But yeah, I think people it. people like Damian Lillard as a person so much that they're overvaluing the team. And I think I, in reality, the team is not as good as Damian Lillard is cool. I I just <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> that's, that's like the best point you ever made. Uh, besides that, though, I think he's a really prolific shooter. Like he's an incredible shooter. He can average, like he can average a good like high thirty points a game mm-hmm. if he keeps shooting the way he does. You know, I mean, he might even break the forty point points a game. Damian um, Lillard, yeah, bro, no, no way. James Harden's gonna score way more points than Damian Lillard. Okay, that that's fine. And I, I would say I, I agree with you, but I still Steph, think he, Steph Curry is going to score more points than Damian Lillard. Maybe, maybe, but that doesn't mean just because just because they can score more than Damian Lillard doesn't mean that Damian Lillard can't score a high a high uh, point per game. I'm really mad because now I'm like, okay, maybe he can, but if they play the Grizzlies, John Morant is going to get 30 points and 15 rebounds on that team. Yeah, but then but Damian Lillard will also get 40 points. So I mean. I don't buy it, man. I don't. Uh, I just don't buy it. I don't think the Blazers. I think the Blazers are going to be super average. I think they'll be fine. I don't get the expectations. They their defense is not good. Their bench is not good. They have some high end talent. I don't see it. I don't see All right. It. Well, the Raptors are number thirteen for us. Um, Joel, Kyle has them the highest at ten. Uh, Joel has them lowest at fourteen. Kyle, I think you have them the highest because you you like the Raptors a lot, huh? You like Kyle Lowry and everyone. I do. I really like, like the Spurs of the North. They are. I really like Kyle Lowry. 
Um, I, I, of course, they don't have many more, but I love Sergi Baco when he was there. Just the atmosphere uh, Masai Ujiri brings. I feel like I really love him. Again, it's, it's kind of like making Joel's point where it's like he's cool. So therefore, the Raptors are cool. <laughs> and like, like, I don't know. I, I like him as a team. I don't know if it's more with heart than it is with head there, but I like I like the Raptors too. I think they're fine. I, I worry a little bit because they replaced their big men with uh slightly worse big men because they lost Serge Ibaka and they lost Marcus All and they have like Chris Boucher. I think OG and is gonna be really good this year. And I think they're gonna be like a really annoying defensive team. Uh I don't know. Now that I'm like talking about it, I kinda wanna push them higher, but I should have had him higher than the Celtics. Whatever, whatever. I, I did have him higher than the Celtics. Um, I feel that they're. I think in the end, the Raptors are. They only have like, they don't have a middle spot. They're either going to be really good and um, be better than the expectations, or they're just going to be really bad. Um, because I think they have the potential to be a team that really falls off the the cliff this year. Mm. Um. Because maybe like Pascal Siakam doesn't meet expectations. Maybe because people don't play to their like contracts. Like maybe Fred Van Bleet doesn't like, um, you know, can't can't regain the consistency that he had last year. You know, there was a point in you know when Kawhi was playing with the Raptors that Fred Van Bleet was really streaky. That can still happen again. Um, Kyle Lowry can like hit a wall. We've seen them hit playoff walls all the time, so it can happen again. Um, so th- I just feel like there's all these little things that that like the Raptors, like it can get to them. Like Nick Nurse was a really good coach last year, um, and I really I feel like maybe this year people might start figuring figuring him out. So all these little things. That's why I feel like I had him lower, um, even lower than the Grizzlies on my ranking. Uh, the next one is the Celtics. Uh, at number 12. Kyle had him the highest. That's why they go to number 12. He had him at 7. I had him at 14. Um, everyone knows why I had him. Like, I've, I've said this like so many times. I just, I think they have three good players. I think they have Kemba Walker. They have G, uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart is a really good, cra- like, crafty player, but no one, like, he's pretty much, um, Patrick Beverly just a little bit bigger, honestly. Like he's a, he's a, he's aggressive and he's gonna like give you all the hustle in the world, but I don't think he's a great player. Well, I'm, I think he's a passable. He's a, he's a serviceable player. He's not a starter for sure, and they're gonna start him. So, I I think he's a starter. I don't know. I wasn't really factoring in Kemba because he's hurt and like mm-hmm. he has like degenerative knees that are falling apart. And so that's kind of why I'm lower on the Celtics is because, like, if you take Kemba out, I just don't know how they score. Like, Jason Tatum could average 30, and what is their team going to get, like, 75 points a game? Like, I don't I don't see who creates the offense if Kemba's out. And I don't see how they score enough points. So that's why I'm lower on the Celtics. And in the in the playoffs, they really, really missed Corey and Hayward, which is crazy, you know, because it's like everyone was like, oh, we don't need Gordon Hayward. And we got Jason Tatum. And it's like, you guys really, they, they super missed them in the playoffs. So we'll see. Uh, so Kyle, bad. what's your difference? Uh, for for the Celtics? Yeah. Why so high? I don't know. Okay. 
they have a relatively young team. And again, a lot of these guys, their bench is going to be like a whole lot of nobodies. So, so that is a very big question mark. I, I, I love Jalen Brown. I, of course, Jason Tatum needs to step in and be, be that dude. Like he's got to be that dude if they're going to be that good. But I think Jalen Brown is going to be a lot better than people might give him credit for because of the fact that I know that he plays guard more like a forward than he does a guard and Kemba's a guard. But I feel like whenever he he's had a few years in the same system now, I feel like he's going to get the opportunity that him and Jason are just going to kind of it's going to be the him and the Jason show. And they've got a bunch of bigs that they can just rotate in, you know, like they've got a few different bigs that they can be like, I will right, we'll try Tristan Thompson tonight and we'll see what happens or, or, or whatever, you know, I I don't know. I feel like they're just dogs. I, I like Jason Tatum a lot. Maybe I'm just high, too high on Jason Tatum, but I like him a lot. I mean, to be fair to Kyle, like they did make the conference championship like two out of the last three years or something. But and even though I'm lower on him, I will say that Brad Stevens just happens to always have teams that are better than the talent. Yeah. And so there is a good chance that they end up not being as bad as I think because of Brad Stevens and because of like the defense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. We- and Mark is smart. Like I know, I know you guys, and this gets beat to death and you already said it, but his, he's, he does all these things that you don't see on the stat sheet. Like, like he'll make that last dive for the ball or he'll strip Kawhi Leonard, you know, while he's pushing up the court. Like he just makes those plays that are all heart. Like, I don't know. I like that. I like seeing that. Cause he's not, he, he, I don't know. Like you said, he kind of reminds me of Pat Beverly and I can't stand Pat, Bev- Pat Beverly. So when I can find a player that's like him, that's more easy to enjoy, I'm going to go for that player. And I just really like Marcus Smart's play style. I can see that. I can see that. This uh, next one. Yeah. Yeah. Rockets. We have my number 11. The highest on them is Joel. The lowest on them is Kyle. Kyle, you have them at 17. I do. I have them all the way down at 17. James Harden doesn't want to be there. They bring any package in they're not going to get the value out of it this year. DeMarcus Cousins is a walking injury. John Wall is a walking injury. You take out those guys, who's going to play your center? Oh, yeah, let's go back to playing P.J. Tucker at center. We saw how well that worked against the good teams. And then Eric Gordon all of a sudden becomes the guy who needs to be your leading scorer. James Harden is not going to be the – I don't think that he's going to quit on the Rockets, but he is not going to be that dude who almost averages 40 and 10. He, he just with the Rockets until he finds a system that he's in love with again. He is not going to be that dude. The, 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 the head coach who allowed him to become that monster is gone. I feel like everyone is so high on how the Rockets have been regularly. Like they've, they've just consistently been good since they've had James Harden that we just feel like we have to put them up there. When I feel like DeMarcus Cousins, if he gets hurt, John Wall, if he gets hurt and they end up trading uh, Harden before the trade deadline, whatever they get back for him is not going to fit that system this year. That makes sense. Yeah, I just think if I assume, I kind of assume James Harden would be there with my ranking. I think James Harden makes you an automatic playoff team. I also really like Christian Wood. So I just think the Rockets are going to win a ton of games as long as James Harden is there. This one's tough, though, because if he's gone, it changes. But yeah. I just kind of assumed he would be there. And based on that assumption, I think they're a playoff lock. I think there's no way they miss the playoffs with James Harden. I, and I agree. I think even if James Harden doesn't want to be there, I think what James Harden will want less is to not be um, in an all-star or to not be in the playoffs or to not be an all-NBA team. Um, cause that would affect his contract. So if he's not playing 
for the Rockets because he wants to be in the Rockets, he's going to play for the incentives in his contract. Mm-hmm. I still, uh, uh, even in my ranking, I still have them playing that play-in game. But I don't know when a player doesn't want to be like, like you said, he might still ball out just to keep his trade value high. But well, even I think, then, I don't know if that attributes to them being that good. Like, I think he he's going to ball out for the all-star appearance because he, he needs to be an all-star. Mm-hmm. If he wants to get the super max and all the crazy contracts that you can get, you know, he needs to be an all-star. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't want to play for the team, he's gonna play for the accolades. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, 76ers, we have him at ten because mainly because of Joel, he has him mm-hmm. at seven. Yeah, I'm way him. higher on them than you guys are. I have him at fifteen because I don't like Doc Rivers as a coach. I think I've said this on the podcast before. Like, I, I think he's overrated. He, everyone, like praises Doc Rivers. He's been a coach how long? And he's got he's won one championship with a super team in Boston, and that's the only way he was able to win one championship. Like he's coached how many good players, and he can't get past, he can't make it to the conference finals. Like that's just Doc Rivers for you. He's he is an overrated coach. He's he's been an overrated coach for years. He was an overrated player when he played for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. I think it's one of those like everyone likes Doc Rivers, so they give him extra leeway. But if his name was something else and he had the same performance and the same thing that he he's had all the like his whole entire uh, career, then people would say differently about him. People w- wouldn't like him as much. So I don't know. I just like I see the Seventy Sixers moving to a coach that has a name but doesn't really have like the experience. Um, to say, oh, I was able to do this with this big man, or I was able to do this with bi- this big man. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to un- unlock oh, Joel Embiid. Like, no, you're not. I'm so mad that I have the Sixers. Like, I have to defend the Sixers. I hate Yeah, big congratulations. This is dumb. I will say this. I think that the Sixers' last coach was actually, like, low-key really awful. So I don't think Doc Rivers is, like, necessarily great. But He's I better. think – that he's better and i think daryl morey is gonna get shooters and i think daryl morey is also really overrated but i just think that if they're healthy which is a big if then you still have simmons and Embiid. you have some shooters around them and i just think it's a good team for eastern conference standards yeah, yeah which i still have them high in the east i just don't have them high overall well, like, where do we have them in the East comparatively? Yeah, look at let's look at that one. Because you're just way higher on the West than the East, which is totally Here. fair in my opinion. In the East, I have them six. I also and I oh okay, yeah, I have them third, so I'm way higher than on them than you. Guys. Yeah, that's I just, super high. I think honestly, the biggest reason is just because I don't like the other Eastern Conference teams, like the teams that I have ahead of them. I just don't like. So mm. it's not necessarily that I love the Sixers; it's just I dislike the other teams more. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I get that, but you still have them like super high overall. I, I don't like the Sixers roster. I just I don't. don't. Like I don't. Joel and Joel Embiid. Joel, sorry, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons have just okay. When they are healthy, they don't play well together, and that is when they are healthy together at the same time. I love Ben Simmons, and unfor- uh, this is unpopular opinion, but if I had to keep one and lose the other, I'd keep Ben Simmons over Joel Embiid. But Danny Green, tenth season, washed. Dwight Howard, 15th year, washed. Uh, Mike Scott, 7th year, he's not good. Shake Milton, not good. 
I mean, like Seth Curry is your uh, Seth like Curry Shane is like going to be maybe your third or fourth best player on that team. I just don't like the team, and I don't like the team chemistry. Forgot about yeah. Tobias Harris. Okay. Also, they got Tyrese Maxey, who's cool. Like I like him; he's a rookie. Yeah, I don't know. Really I think I just, it's not that I'm high on the Sixers. I just don't like the other teams even more so than that. And I'm going to stand by that. And I think the Sixers will be really high because the other, like, they just have the high end talent. And like, no matter what team the Sixers are playing, unless they're playing the Nuggets, they have the advantage at center. And mm-hmm. I think that's just that means something. Okay. Well, let's move on. We're cracking the top ten. Our number nine is the Warriors. I have them the highest at ten. Joel has them the lowest. Pretty much, this is. It's it's because of Steph Curry. I would have him higher if Clay was in. I would have him higher for sure. If you know, if they if everyone wasn't just coming back from injury, I'd have him higher. But you know, like I have I have them at ten because they're for sure playoff team. Um, Steph Curry's gonna do Steph Curry things. I think so. See, I'm really scared that. They're just gonna not be a playoff team. So I, okay, so I have them higher. I have them as a playoff team, but I just I'm really worried when Steph Curry's not creating offense, no one can create offense. I think that they're gonna showcase Andrew Wiggins a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not good, but he he's gonna score a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I honestly think Kelly Oubre is good. Mm-hmm. I do too. He's so handsome. I don't know about good, but he's, <laughs> he's really he's handsome. really handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he's no. good looking. I, I think I said this a while back Ellie when Uber they first when they, wanted Joel <laughs> when they first got Andrew Wiggins. I think I said that I don't think uh, Draymond Green will let him be the Andrew Wiggins he wants to be at heart, and I don't think uh, um, uh, Steve Kerr will either. So I feel like he's going to be really good this year just because they're going to make him live up to his potential rather than be what he wants to be, which is subpar. First, what what, what was he drafted first over? I can't remember where he was drafted. He's yeah. drafted high. So it's like they're going to make him live up to that. Kelly Oubre, you know, again, really good. I think Eric Pascal was severely underrated last year. He did really well in his rookie year last year, especially having no one else around him. Having and Steph they Curry have James back. Wiseman now. Yeah, now we got Wiseman, Steph Curry's back. Draymond, he, I don't like Draymond, so it, it, it disgusts me to say this, but I think Draymond's going to have a really good bounce back year. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, number eight, Mavericks. I have him highest at eight. Joel has him lowest at 10. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, that's not really much of a difference. We all think they're going to be good. Yep. Luca. I'm really mad. I, I like. I'm mad that we all agree because people have had like wild takes about the Mavericks being like top three in the West. No. And I really wanted to argue that because outside of Luca, I just don't think they have anything. But I think we're all in agreement there. <laughs> yeah. You're telling uh, me you don't like Willie Colley Stein? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there's not much to say about the Mavericks. The Mavericks are the team they were last year, and they... They'll they be a six really seed again. Last year. All right. Number seven, the Heat. Joel has them lowest at nine. Me and Kyle both have them at six, where I think they actually belong. Joel. Of course you do. So. Uh, you got some explaining to do. The Heat are just overrated from the bubble run, which I, I can see how that could be construed unfairly, but... Leading into the bubble, they were what the fourth seed or fifth seed. They might have even ended up fifth behind the Pacers because they were. Yeah, them them and the Pacers played each other the second to last game, and they lost to the Pacers. So they yeah, because they didn't care about seeding. But I think that in general, they're a good team, not a great team. And I'm a huge fan of them, like playoff setting. Jimmy Butler, I like Bam. I think Tyler Hero is like okay. I just I just don't think they have the high end top end talent. 
And I think people are really overrating what they did in the playoffs, even though I think that that might be sustainable to a point. I think that Jimmy Butler will not let the rest of the Heat take a step back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is clearly the leader of that team. And if they start playing bad at all, Jimmy Butler would be like, we made it to the con- we made it to the finals. We got two games on the Lakers. Like, you know, like they're supposed to be the best team, blah, blah, blah. And we were, we, we played with, against without them. Without our lead I, scorer, by the way. Without our lead scorer, you know, and we I, I averaged a 40-point triple-double. Well, I, I got a couple of 40-point triple-double against LeBron. Like, we're not a bad team, and we can't play like a bad team. So I don't think Jimmy Butler is going to have any chill, and he won't let the Heat have any chill. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to let them relax. Mm-hmm. And that's going to carry on to a whole year. Let me let me tell you something. Actually, I was I was relatively close, if I'm being honest, to having them as my number one. If I just got I wanted them to be first in the East. And here's why the Nets. I'm just so scared about because it's just a dumpster fire waiting to happen of personalities. We're just waiting to see. But we hope they can be good because they just have that talent to be good. And the Bucks, I definitely would have had him higher had Giannis not just signed the paper. Had Giannis not put pen to paper, he still would have had nothing to ball out for. But now he's like, okay, well, now I'm committed. And I feel like he would have balled out regardless. But had that not happened, I, I almost could have put them at number one in the East for me personally. Yeah. When you start making some bets, because I will, I will put money down that the Sixers have a better record than the Heat at the end of the year. Oh, no. That makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll All right, write it down. Write these down. Somebody. We have it's on hot mic. We'll come back. Yeah. We need accountability on this stuff. All right. The next one, Jazz, number six. Uh Joel has them the highest at five. Kyle has them the lowest at eight. I have them at seven. I don't like having them at seven. Um, I think that's too high, but when I went through the whole list, I think that's where they belong. Um, so not much to say about this team. Nope. Five, seven, and eight. Joel, uh, Kyle hasn't had they having them the lowest. They're, they're the same team. Uh, my biggest thing is that Rudy Gobert signed. Yeah. Um, nah, well, they're and- not. They, they got. Uh, they, okay, so I will say they're the same team. I'm going to say this, like in defense of the Jazz, because I think the Jazz are going to be really good this year. I think I might even have them like third or fourth in the in the West. But I'm going to say this about the Jazz is that after a certain point last year, yeah, I have them third. I have them above the Clippers. After a certain point last year, I think it was January 1st or something, they had the number one offense in the league. And I think that Mike Conley had a really rough start, but I think he's going to be actually good this year. And you have good Mike Conley and you have Donovan Mitchell and then you have Boyan Bogdanovich healthy, then I think they have the offense. And you have Gobert and Favors, I think you have the defense. So I think that especially during the regular season, I'm pretty high on the, on the jazz. I think they're going to win a lot of games. I don't like Joe Ingles. <laughs> I'm right about Joe Ingles. I don't like him, but I mean, he's a good player, but I don't he's like fine. him. He's fine. He's totally, he's fine. I he's agree right. with a lot of things you said, Joel. I just, I think that like with the team you told me and their potential, they might be that high, but I still think that the other teams above them are better. Um, I don't think so. Okay. I don't have that many teams above them, though, but... I have the Clippers, because I have them four seed, honestly. Mm-hmm. I have the Clippers, Nuggets, and Lakers above them. Yeah, the only team you have above them that I don't is the Clippers, and I have the Clippers just one spot below them. 
So yeah. and even Kyle has the Clippers, I think, or the Jazz, I think, is like the fourth seed in the West. Yeah. So I think we're all kind of around yeah. the same page. There. No, we're on, we're on we're on the same page. I just think the Clippers are better than them. That's all. Uh number five. Top five here. Nuggets are a five. Joel has them at three. Me and Kyle both have them at five. Uh, we've talked so much about the Nuggets. We know Joel has a bias for them. Oh yeah, I'm super biased. We don't have to talk more about it. We so, pretty much, we we've talked them to death. But yeah, Nuggets are a five. Clippers are a four. I have them the highest at three. Joel has them the lowest at six. Basically, Joel said he thinks the Jazz are better than than the Clippers. So I could Jazz I could and see. Nuggets. True. Uh, I don't have the Nuggets better than the Clippers. Again, we've talked oh, about that's that. that's weird. If only there was a way to determine which team was better. Perhaps a series of games in which they played to a certain point to see yeah, which team but, could win more games that and was, determine that which was, is better. That was that was the, which team was better last year. These don't, yeah. these are different teams that would play each other. Exactly. The, so we don't the Clippers, know. The Clippers lost Montrezl Harrell. So. Yeah, and and uh, the Nuggets lost Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I I am low key worried because like people will say that Jeremy Grant was a good defender, which yeah, but really the main reason the Nuggets needed him was to guard Kawhi, mm-hmm. and like literally he wasn't that good against anyone else but Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And so even though I have the Nuggets higher because you know they beat the Clippers, also the Clippers don't have a point guard, and I think that's kind of a big deal. And no one on the Clippers can guard Jokic, but I am like a little low key worried about Kawhi because that was like the only reason to keep Grant. But mm-hmm. I digress. We can continue. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, Clippers, we have number four above. Um, yeah, so yeah, we said that. <laughs> uh, Bucks, number three, Joel has them the highest at two, I have them the lowest at four. Uh, I had the Clippers higher than the Bucks. Um, that's horribly just, wrong. I just don't think, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to think about the Bucks. Every year, I am uh, so in love with the Bucks team. Every year, I'm so ready to see Giannis win and break through. Every year, I'm so ready to see him in the finals. And he ends up losing in the playoffs. And it breaks my heart every year. Um, I guess I kind of brought him down because of that. Because I'm not ready to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <laughs> I, I really like the Bucks. I think people forget that they added Drew Holiday. And I think them adding Drew Holiday is actually like a really big deal. Because yeah. Drew Holiday is really good. My concern about the Bucks is the same as it was last year, and that's half-court offense at the end of games. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily know if Drew Holiday is going to improve the half-court offense at the end of games because we know that's something that has been an issue with them in the past. How, and I think that's why Bogdan would have been so much of a help because Bogdan mm-hmm. is such a great shooter and like just really good at the end of the games, really clutch. Yep. Yeah, and so I I do have I am concerned about that, but they were the one seed in the East. We had a super weird year with COVID in the bubble, and they've been the one seed like the last couple of years. And I just think that Drew Holiday makes them better. So when you're the number one seed and you get better, I think you have to be the highest team in the East on the power rankings, even though there's still concerns in the playoffs. My my thing with the whole Drew Holiday is like what you you just said they needed better half court offense. And the best thing Drew Holiday did last year was play defense. And the Bucks are already a really good defensive team. Like you said, had they got Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich, right? Had they yeah, got Bob him, Bob. had they gotten him, I'd have been a little more high on them. And I would have been like, oh, yeah, well, they're going to win. They win the East. Yeah. But I feel like they didn't address the, like you say with the Clippers. Oh, the Clippers needed a point guard. They didn't get a point guard. Well, 
the Bucks needed more half court offense. They didn't get more half court offense. Maybe not. Maybe not. But like, I did, like Drew Holiday does improve their half court offense because he's a good player and he's like a point guard. Well, he's like a combo guard, but you know. Yeah, but and the other reason player. the other reason they lost to the Heat is because if I remember correctly, the Heat guards were going crazy on him too. If I remember correctly, Giannis got hurt. <laughs> Giannis got hurt. They, they had a better net rating with Giannis not playing, but that's neither here nor there. And, I just and think Jimmy, that Jimmy Butler played his butt off. Played yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's look at the next team, the Nets. That's our number two. Joe has them lowest at four. I have them the highest at one. Um, one overall one. for the Nets. Yes, yes, because I said, I said a couple of podcasts ago that my team, my team to win everything this year is the Nets. I'm sticking to that. I think their offense is way too prolific. That every one of every player in that team is a bucket. Mm. There's not one player in that team that I'm like, well. You know, he is an offensive liability. No, there's not any player that all of their bench is a bucket. They can play defense. So I just, I think they're going to win. Like, I think um, if you play a good enough defense and incredible offense, that's basically, that's basically what the uh, Golden State Warriors did for five years. And look at how much championships they won. Yeah, I don't like, know if it's fair to compare them to the Warriors because the Warriors had like four All Stars and the Nets no, had no, no. Two. But but what I'm saying is like the Warriors had four All Stars, but they only had four prolific scores. Whereas I feel like everyone on the Nets is a prolific scorer. Like well, I they think, can all shoot. I think like Karis Levert is super overrated, so I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. I do like the Nets a lot. I think they're really deep and really good. My only concern with the Nets is a lot of times when you have a brand new team with superstars coming together, it takes time. Like you look at the Clippers last year, they didn't fulfill the expectations, even though they were a good team, because it takes time. Even the first year the Heat were together, they lost because it took time. Yeah, so I, but see where you're, I see where you're coming from. I just, I'm just concerned that it's going to take time with the Nets. And I also think, especially if they tr- have some big trades in them, that it's just going to make it take longer. And and I hear what you're saying about that, and I agree with you. But I do want to say one thing that's different between the Nets and the and the Clippers. The Clippers ended up getting rid of a lot of players in their team to make the Clippers happen. The Nets didn't get rid of anyone, mm-hmm. and they made the team happen. You know, it's well, like I mean, their uh, Jared Allen is. They're not re-signing Jared Allen, so he's not going to be happy. They'll probably trade him. Okay. Uh, who who knows? Either Karis LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie's probably coming off the bench, so that could be potential issue. Whether it affects the game or not, I mean, it'd be great to have one of those guys coming off the bench. So it'd be like great for the bench. But no, I get what you're saying. I just because we haven't seen it, and because these things take time. Yeah, that's you, a little you, ha- you have to look, rank them lower. I, I still I, have them fourth overall. I still have them really high. Right. No, I, I get you. You have to see. It I first. couldn't put them one just because I feel like Mike D'Antoni, Steve Nash, and like. Kyrie Irving, especially D'Antoni and Irving, I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. Like, I feel like Kevin Durant's going to be that dude and still just be Kevin Durant and, and, and be one of the best players, you know, on the court this year, you know, on any team. Uh, if, if he's even 90% of the person he was before his Achilles injury, Kevin Durant's going to be that dude. But Mike D'Antoni and Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, I think people have said this is like the poor man's Kevin or no, um, James Harden. And like we saw how it worked with James Harden 
for all those hey. years. So, <laughs> so yeah. they worked amazing. I mean, yeah, but Harden was the centerpiece. Nobody expects Kyrie to be the centerpiece of this team. Like, don't get me wrong. Like you said, all the talent is there that they should make the finals. I have them making the finals, actually. Oh, since you mentioned James Harden, can I just throw something in real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This will be really fast. I just want to say that everyone who loves Luka Doncic but hates James Harden is a racist because they're the same player and they play the same way. And everyone who is high on Luka and low on Harden, it, I don't understand any other reason why they would feel that way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good point. <laughs> uh, our number one overall team, no surprise, it's the Lakers. You guys both have them at one. I have them at two. Same reasoning. I think the Nets are better. Um, I, I have them winning it all, so that's why I said that. I, th- I think um, my I think my reasoning is just Joel's reasoning that it's like it's hard to put a team together and year one expect them to be good, and 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 the Lakers did that year one and now have another year under their belt and they got better. You know, <laughs> like they picked up pieces that I, made them better. So it's like I don't I want them to be repeat. Like the only person in the world who think who don't think the Lakers got better. No, I agree. I think that their moves were lateral as much like as much as anything. And especially in the playoffs, because Dwight and Rondo actually played big roles in the playoffs because yeah. of matchups. You you well, don't Rondo no. less so than Not Dwight. Dwight was because you, of matchups. You don't win, you don't beat Denver without Dwight. They beat Houston without him though. So see yeah. it's matchups. <laughs> no, like, but, but well, but same with was, Rondo. Who was better? Who was better? Denver or Houston? uh denver was for sure exactly so you didn't need to worry about beating houston you needed to worry about beating denver or the clippers that's who you need to worry about and you don't beat denver without dwight you without dwight getting getting nikola Jokic into foul trouble so many times during that game you don't win i don't want to talk about that but i just (laughs) want to say that i kind of agree with you about the lakers not necessarily getting better but they still have lebron james who i think last year was the best player in the league I think Kevin Durant might be the best player in the league this year, but until I see it, they have the best player in the league in LeBron. They are coming off of the championship. And so like, just for the like respect, just the respect that I have for that team, I got to put them number one. I do think that they won't win as many games in the regular season because they're not going to care as much. So I mm-hmm. think like the Nuggets will probably get a higher seed, maybe the Jazz or Clippers. But I do think that at the end of the day, as far as power rankings, no matter what they do in the regular season, it's the playoffs that matter for them because that's what they did last year. They, they won the championship. So you have to consider them as defending champions and give them that respect. Right. I see that. All right. So overall, this is what our, this is what the East looks like. It's going to be Nets, Bucks, Heat, Celtics, 76ers, Raptors, Pacers, and Hawks. They're, uh, that's going to be your one to eight. Uh, right outside, you have Wizard on your nine, Magic, Bulls, Hornets, Knicks, Pistons, and Cavs. And in the West, you have Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Mavericks, Warriors, Rockets, Blazers. That's your one to eight. And right outside, you have the Suns, Grizzlies, and Pelicans. And 12 to 15, you have Timberwolves, Spurs, Kings, and Thunder. Yo, so Bulls, are, Bulls are making that play in tournament. I'm saying that right now. We'll, we'll see. We, we have it on tape now. I'm mad that Danny single-handedly pulled my sons out of the playoffs. <laughs> I am mad that Danny single-handedly did my boy that way. Like you did. Oh my god! I just had him so low. I'm, so I'm, I'm mad that I'm you happy. had the Grizzlies so low. <laughs> I wanted the Grizzlies in the playoffs. You, you having them so low, they they were out of the playoffs for 
They, they, they yeah. If the Suns aren't going to be in it by default, default, they're at least making the playing game. But I think they're going to make it. I think that I think they'll end up in the seven. All right. Well, this this has been a long podcast. It's probably going to be a two parter. We probably have we'll probably uh, release this in two parts, part one and two. Uh, you'll have me introduce the second part. So, um, but with that said, this is our power rankings official husk power rankings for the year we'll see how much of these we get right we'll see how much of these we get wrong and we we see which which one of us has the most bragging rights uh for predicting that the nba this year better than the other person yeah i think we should probably post this on our twitter account too and then we'll see at the end of the year we'll have to do a pod revisiting this and just see who was most accurate and what we were wrong on and why i, I can do I, that's cool i'll do that all right, well, signing off this week, I've been your host, Danny, uh, with Kyle. Thank you, everybody. Long live. Who am I long living this year? Oh, you know what? I'm just, just for Joel, long live Chris Paul and the Suns' chances to go into the playoffs. I'm not even a Suns like defender. Long live uh, Nicole. I meant, I meant for Kyle. For me, that's <laughs> for me. Even for though you- Joel, it's long live Nikola Jokic's MVP odds because I think I think he's winning MVP this year, and I'm a huge homer, so you know this is gonna look silly in a few months. But Jokic for MVP, deuces. Mm-hmm.